Tatkarma sarvepi grinanta archavan. Tatkarma sarvepi grinanta archavan. Vasu At that time, the residents of the higher planetary systems, men and demigods, the Gandharvas, the Vidyadharas, the Siddhas, and the Charmas, all being very pleased by Bali Maharaj's simple, non-duplicious act, praised his qualities and showered upon him millions of flowers. Purport Arjun. Simplicity or freedom from duplicity is a qualification of a Brahmana and a Vaishnava. A Vaishnava automatically requires all the qualities of a Brahmana. Yashashti Bhakti Bhagavat Dakinchana Sayavar Gunai Satta Samasate Sura. A Vaishnava should possess the Brahminical qualities such as Satya, Sama, Dhamma, Titiksha, and Archiva. There cannot be any duplicity in the character of a Vaishnava. When Bali Maharaj acted with unflinching faith and devotion unto the lotus feet of Lord Vishnu, this was very much appreciated by all the residents of the higher planetary system. Gandhara kim purusha kim narachadu manasvinamina kritam sadhuskaram vidvanadadya vipavechagatrayam. The Gandharvas, the kim purushas, and the kinaras sounded thousands and thousands of kettles of drums and trumpets again and again, and they sang in great jubilation, declaring, Our exalted person is Bali Maharaj. And what a difficult task he has performed. Even though he knew that Lord Vishnu was on the side of his enemies, he nonetheless gave the Lord the entire three worlds in charity. <coughs> no purport. Is it about again? So we get the qualities of a Brahmana, 18th chapter. Appropriate verse of it is today some devotees are taking second initiation.
Ravana, the Vaishnava, they are by nature and have so many good qualities. And these, the Brahmana has sometimes they say nine qualities, or sometimes they say uh, twelve. And uh, the devotee is supposed to have one more, thirteen. One time, Shilabhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he uh, was invited to come to a, uh, a lecture program Brahminical culture of Mindipur. So he went there and for a couple hours he was glorifying Ravanas and all their qualities. Here the Bhagavad Gita explains in text 42, chapter 18. Samodhamastapa socha chantir archavamivacha Gyanam Vigyanam Astikyam Brahma Karmasavavajam Peacefulness, self-control, austerity, purity, tolerance, honesty, knowledge, wisdom, and religiousness. These are the natural qualities by which the Brahmanas work. Explaining each of the qualities, how these are the qualities of the Brahman, they are feeling very good. It's really understood. Then at the end, he says that all these qualities are automatically possessed by the Vaishnava. <laughs> and they have one more, which is pure devotion. Religious is one thing, but that may be also with material desires. But to be pure devotion, actually work for the pleasure of the Lord, that's a higher level. So, then he won them over, and he could do that. So, some peacefulness. Sama also means to be equal. We become peaceful when we're, we're equally poised in different situations. Things are always conflicting in the material world. Have any of you ever faced any conflict in your life? Really? So, to survive those conflicts, if we are able to be equal, not having friends and enemies, not seeing every reverse, every uh, conflict uh, in a more spiritual perspective, you can become peaceful. Seeing things more philosophically, even if something happens against us, there's also some kind of a reaction to things we did in the past. Somehow it's meant for testing our purity, our determination to serve so many different ways we can see it. Like the Mother Earth that was being beaten by Kali, she didn't, she was seeing it all very philosophically, so she didn't become disturbed. And of course, Pariksha, he didn't see things the same way, but he was uh, protecting the cow. Doing his dharma. Later, when he realized how this cow was not uh, the singer of the Sabbath, he said it was not an ordinary cow. The people who see things philosophically are not ordinary, they're special. So, Brahmins are very special people. Being a Brahmana means not to be ordinary. Do that things for a higher purpose. 
Well, because of that, they can be more peaceful. But ultimately, even a Ravana without being a pure devotee is not fully peaceful. Just like what Chaitanya said, Mukti, Bhukti, Siddhi, Kami, Sakali, Ashanto. Krishna Bhakta Vishka or Devshaka. Understand? Mukti, Bhukti, Siddhi, Kami. Mukti means uh, liberation, Bhukti means sense gratification, and Siddhi means uh, mystic object powers. The people who desire these three things, Sakali or Shanti, they're all three of them are peaceful. They all want to achieve something. Either their material desires be fulfilled, or that they get liberation, or that they get some mystic powers. Because of that, they're not the peaceful people. They won't, because unless they get what they want, they're still uh, not peaceful. When they get what they want, it's not really going to be that would satisfy them, so they're still not going to be peaceful. Krishna Bhakta Vishkana. Krishna the Lord only wants to please Krishna. Therefore, he is, you know, that appears to be a desire, but that desire because it's completely spiritual, it's in harmony with Krishna. Therefore, it's uh, considered a uh, material desire. Desiring something spiritual is the easy way not to. It's the only way, really, not to desire material We spiritualize our desire by desiring to please Krishna. <coughs> Therefore, because of pure devotee of Krishna doesn't have material desires, therefore it is peaceful. The devotees have so many desires, it doesn't mean they don't have desire, but they spiritualize all their desires. To the extent that we can achieve that, to that extent we will be peaceful. Self-control. Brahmanas, Brahmanas have to be self-controlled. Bhakti Yoga. Krishna is in our heart. He sees what we're doing, but everybody else is not always there to see. So we have to be under our own self-control. So like we're some kind of a prison and we're locked up. And, well, to some extent, you can say that living in ashram, you have all kinds of people that are there to help you, remind you. And that's in one sense, I always appreciate our dehastas who are living in their homes and they're very self-controlled because there's nobody overseeing them on a day-to-day basis. Still, they're self-controlled. Like some people, when they move from the ashram and they go out and start an independent household, then it's uh, <clears throat> they find they don't have all those support systems that were there in the temple ashram, and Maya uh, makes big attack. So they have to <clears throat> really become more mature. In fact, the Gopal Goswami describes the Hasta ashram as a responsible ashram, lots of responsibilities. One has to be responsible for their sexual activities, for their family uh, development, for so many things, for society, for the temple. So then, Dhamma means control. This sense of self-control of our senses. Tapa, austerity, taking voluntarily inconveniences for the sake of Krishna. Sometimes we have to fast, sometimes we have to feast. 
What he promised, Jesus has to win, but he is going to lose everything. He had an empire of the entire world. Not only the world, but three worlds. So many millions of planets, galaxies, is under his domain. And he's giving it all just to keep his word. They're not a small thing. This is a very high character. I'm sure that his fellow demons study him. Oh, he has nuts or something? <laughs> <laughs> his, his guru is on his own to, to speak of the other ones. <clears throat> but that's why Bodhi Maharaj is a Mahasa. I don't know if he's a Mahasa. Anyway, he's uh, one of the. <clears throat> Representing the nine practice of devotional service, he's Atman and And he had gotten the three worlds by stealing them war. But in the end, Vishnu promises them, I'll give it to you. You'll become the Indra for in a, in a future Mahu. Well, now, by this one to see the next one or the one after that. The Bali becomes the bona fide Indra with all the trappings <laughs> and all the protection of Vishnu. It's going to be an interesting rule. I'll be happy to go back to Godhead before then if that's Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> So by the way, you didn't lose anything. You give, you'd be honest, you give and charity, you don't lose. Whatever he gave away, he's going to give back. In a much better way. And in the meantime, he's got a very peaceful kingdom in Sutala, which is uh, a very opulent vision of this person in prison, protecting But this kind of a integrity, personal integrity, is rare. If somebody has it, it's a permanent quality. It's a moment witness. Sometimes devotees that don't live to these permanent qualities, and it's very discouraging for new people or other devotees. This was a devotee, and they didn't talk. They were honest, they were reliable. Left their vows, left their promises. It was very traumatic. But in this material world, there's so many people are not completely honest. It's very rare to find. That's why governmental qualities are very exalted. Then there's Ganam, knowledge. Having the knowledge of uh, the scriptures, the knowledge of what the human self-realized, self-realization, knowledge, transcendental knowledge, so Ganam. And then how to apply that knowledge. There's the Ganam. Wisdom. Someone may have that knowledge, but then they don't know how to apply it or what to use. That's what one learns uh, by seeing the lives of great devotees, uh, from the Guru, how to apply the different instructions.
sometimes the scriptures that give instructions which appear contradictory, like a stool is of an animal is dirty, yet they're using kaudam, which is a stool of an animal, to do puja for the deities. Ayurvedic medicine, kaudam, is medicinal. But uh, otherwise, normally a cow, any kind of animal urine would also be contaminated. So, how do you understand? But then the Guru explains that this is, for every rule there's some exception, because the cow has four stomachs and it's very pure. Therefore, it's a urine and the dung is also considered pure and antiseptic. My caviar has told me I have to take 100 grams of caviar a day for about the month of mine. Uh, 
regulated family lives. And, uh, he was very appreciative of that. Uh, he said, uh, oh, no, I never really know. I don't know if I don't tell you that I'm religion. How you do? They're supposed to do that. So. <coughs> and then everybody else back in. And then after about six months, I came to a place again. Again, he wanted a guru guru talk. He <laughs> <laughs> white collar on and everything. And then after everybody left, then he reached behind his white collar and pulled out Tulsi Nectar. They have Jews for Jesus, maybe in the future we'll have Christians for Krishna. <laughs> so, uh, to be a to be a believer, that's the uh, quality of a Brahmin. Somebody of Maharaj told me once that some born Christian came up here and said, "You believe." Now <laughs> <laughs> he went back. You believe? <laughs> I believe. You believe? <laughs> <laughs> I went back and forth. You know. <laughs> okay, you believe. I believe. <laughs> 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 We do so. Everything is based on our faith, our belief in our Christianity, Shraddha. So that's also called Bali Maharaj. He had shown in his uh, so much belief. When the Guru said, This is Vishnu, he's supreme. This is Vishnu, he's begging for me. And I made a promise to him, why should I take back my word? Whatever the consequences. So that's also, uh, he was a romantic theist. And he had faith that uh, if I do the right thing, I'll get the right result. So these are the qualities by which Brahmanas uh, work. <coughs> We're born as a human beings, right? That's thanks to our parents. That's our biological birth, our first birth. But human being in this universe is nothing very special. <laughs> now you were reading here in these verses about a lot of entities. Right now, you know. They're sending their Mars probe to find out if there's any fungus frozen there. <laughs> if there's some other form of life anywhere else in the universe. Spending billions of dollars. They've sent one Voyager, which will go to the next uh, star system. We'll reach there in 10,000 years. <laughs> 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 to find out whether there's life there. <laughs> so you can wait uh, you know, for the message. Whether the radio will still work by that. Whether By the time they get there, we'll miss the, uh, we'll miss the whole Sankirtan movement. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about uh, setting up all kinds of uh, outer space uh, telescopes and tandems so you have a bigger image. <coughs> they keep finding out recently they found out things that 
the universe is expanding, that it's much younger than I thought. Okay, it's okay. It's all highly speculative. But here in the Bhagavatam and the Bhagavad Gita, we have, it's not even a question, we have so many descriptions about life on other planets. This whole thing going on between Bali and Indra and uh, is all extraterrestrial. <coughs> and all these personalities are talking about Kim Purushas, Kimaras, Chavaras. Siddhas, who are showering Bali Maharaj with flowers. They're denizens of other planets. But not all those uh, entities are even visible to our human beings. They're very much more powerful. It says that if you compare them one of the most powerful human beings, but there are other entities in the universe and give them one as you know, to compare, like compare the Australian dollar in 1970 with the dollar today, <laughs> <coughs> the buying power, and so on and so forth. So this is like for comparison, you say human being, Olympic champion, you know, weightlifter, Olympic <laughs> king or something, Chantry number one. He's number one. Then you go out in the universe, you got the Gandharas are ten times more than him. Even ghosts are more than him. You go out like that, and I forget, you know, now every, everyone goes to Kinaras and Chanaras, everyone goes up ten more than the previous. You go up about, remember, about four or five levels, and then you get up to the uh, Asuras. These Asuras are the descendants of Kasyapa Muni, Daityas who are superhumanly powerful. They're many times more powerful, even than, uh, even though they're, they're demonic by the tradition, but. Uh, they're very powerful. They perform all kinds of austerities and penances, get all kinds of mystic powers. But then ten times more than them are the other are the devas. You see the devas are more powerful than the asuras. They're more controlled and more religious. And Indra is hundred times more than the other devas because uh, he's the king of the devas. More than special power, then thousand times more than Indra is Brahma, creating the whole universe, uh, eternal secondary creation. Vishnu is explaining this particular verse, and he says, "But what to speak?" He says the Brahmanas, even I respect the Brahman. Even I respect the Brahmins. I mean, we've seen like uh, Brahma got cursed to be, I mean, uh, Indra got cursed to be uh, a pig, right? Like Brahmana, or Dharmaraj got cursed to take birth as a sutra. The Brahmanas were so powerful, whatever they said, it would happen. Because they lived by all these qualities. They got a tremendous force. Four Kumaras were offended by the Jai Vijay. Vishnu firstly came to apologize. So although they're born as a human being in a universal situation, it's very insignificant. But why humans are special? Because they can become Brahman. You become a Brahmana, 
For being a Vaishnava, there's a shortcut to being a Brahmin. But it's by living by these principles, which is easy for devotees, because if you do everything for Krishna, automatically you achieve all these principles. That's why somebody chants 16 rounds, follows the four principles, does devotional service for more than one year. After being a first initiated for more than a year. And many devotees, they take um, a few years before they decide to get initiation. Then uh, it's, uh, it's considered that they have these qualities they can take in second initiation. Then it puts one uh, karmically on a fast track. You gotta be a good driver if you drive in freeway. Everything's going faster. It means you gotta know the traffic rules, you know, to be able to play by them very carefully. So it's just also the karma. Everything they do is gonna is uh, the karma is consistent heavier. Like we say, Yami Kami Cha Papami Ramahatari Kami Cha. When we do the Tulsi Puja, every step uh, we can get freed from even a serious sin like Brahmahatya. Killing a Brahmana is much heavier than killing an ordinary person. And also, I read in one uh, astrological book that Brahma Rakshasas, which are like this heavy demon, cannibal, man Rakshasas. <clears throat> they become that because there are Brahmanas who committed suicide. And if you're just an ordinary person, you commit suicide, you just become a ghost. But if you're a Brahmana, you commit suicide, you become a Brahma Rakshas. So it's not just a status symbol that we should be. Uh, it's a responsibility. It's an opportunity to advance uh, quickly, to be closer to the spiritual master. Prabhupada once gave, I remember I was sitting in a lecture, gave an example. It's like a Brahmana. It doesn't mean it's not also your, it's a new birth, but you're considered kind of already at least a child, you know, like a, a youth. And you get first initiation, and it's like a little baby, okay, little baby, you know, passes in the diapers or something, all right, you know, it's like it's getting, <laughs> gradually they grow on that, but you have to clean up the mess sometimes. <clears throat> but if, uh, you know, second initiation, it's like at least you're, you know, like a nine-year-old, 12-year-old, so if your nine-year-old boy passes in your lap, you will get a problem. Nine months, baby, okay, one day, nine years. So you can't like plead ignorance after taking second initiation. So I did it wrong. Well, come on, you're supposed to know. That's why some people that take their time for second. <coughs> don't actually have to have second initiation to get back to that. I heard Brahma say that. It's not an absolute If you have it, then you can advance quicker. You can. It helps to control the mind. It has this plus one. But if a person is not here, then it can, it can be. Uh, well, for most of all, it's not a problem. But that's why we don't just give it right away. And there's some, I don't know, so-called Godias that 
achievement the whole process of the machines. When they see, uh, especially if they see somebody from this kind of, you've been chanting six rattles for eight bucks, okay, we'll give you a rattle. Because they only chant water. We have to deal with that in India sometimes, they come along. The devotees know that gurus are supposed to come this. Right? You have no shame in you coming and asking them again. I already have a group, I'm already within this family, I don't know So, but some get attracted. Prabhupada gave us, you know, very orthodox, effective, at the same time applicable to the modern situation. What was important is that he stressed on you know, what vegetables do you want not to this and that other things. How do those vegetables do you be happy? We didn't consider that to be very important. But what the principles of austerity, rabbinical principles that we consider important, are performing pure devotional service. Happens that this verse today glorifying the rabbinical qualities of Bali, the Vaishnava quality, which even though he's not a Brahmana, he's a Kshatriya, Kshatriya, king of the Daityas. But being a Vaishnava, he had all these rabbinical qualities. He had unflinching faith and devotion to Lord Vishnu. That was a special quality. Some Brahmana means, I remember one devotee once came up to see Prabhupada in Mayapur. I was sitting in the room with Prabhupada. Prabhupada, I'm going to take Brahmana. <laughs> <laughs> and then Prabhupada asked him, What is Brahman? Brahman. 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 And Prabhupada, you don't know what Brahman is? You want to be a Brahmana? You don't even know what Brahman is? You better go back and study. How can you get Brahman initiation if you don't know what it is Brahman? So it's not that someone has to have some basic understanding of the absolute truth in three forms is Brahman, Paramatma, Bhagavan. The personal effulgence. Localized Paramatma in the heart, super soul, and the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Bhagavan, Lord Krishna. One has to uh, understand that we are by nature part of the absolute truth, we're spiritual. We're by new parts of the Also, part of the part of the Krishna. He said, Mamayavan Sachiva Loki, Jivas are my partner. So, so we're by nature also Sachiva. The basic uh, spiritual understanding has to be there. When you do puja, you have to meditate. I'm not this body. And then, spirit soul, and part of Krishna. I'm not. It's not like the body is worshiping Krishna, I the soul is worshiping Krishna through this body. We must identify ourselves very much from the spiritual point of view. So somebody doesn't have a clue what that spiritual reality is, then obviously they have a long way to go.
says that by taking the initiation, it's like there's some kind of a magical change, like touching a base metal with a touchstone turns into gold. And through the process of Diksha, somebody is transformed. And then they're accepted by Krishna as a spiritual equal. So they can start to communicate with Krishna, open the gifts and the paths into the more direct relationship with Krishna. Because they're supposed to understand him. And those number of aberrant thoughts become fewer farther between. Sometimes they come in clusters, you know. So. Especially if there's a bad spell, we're not chanting properly, or we're not having good association. It's easy for all kinds of minor thoughts to come in. That's why it's very important to be steady and the bhakti for the association. And then we do happen to make mistakes. We have to beg for Krishna for strength, for forgiveness, and go forward. And don't make the same mistake again and again. And this way, gradually, we build up our strength. body from a person and go just lift this light weight and more and more you know they can eventually lift you know about 100 kilos plus you know. they start out with small weights maybe the tests in the you know for some devotees in the very beginning of their spiritual life were just the so many little tests are there and, and later on they become so much stronger that those things are not even uh, Test at all. The newer tests come by like different levels, level three to four, video games. Newer levels of my newer levels of attack, more subtle one. Probably called the ultimate test. You can be God. <laughs> <laughs> Or the Sahajiyas, it's okay. You can be the associate of them. I go through all this Sanna Bhakti preaching. You can imagine that you're the Lalita's assistant, so and so, Mojari. That's the Sahajiya method for shortcoming. So I was thinking that I was kind uh, of influenced and went to Vrindavan and was watching all the Babaji's and see if this is the real way. Then he saw, you know, they're all talking really big high philosophy, but then when it came time to, they're begging door to door for the Japanese, and then they're fighting over who got how many Japanese. <laughs> Up to fist fights. <laughs> Lalita Saki says, Manjari versus. Wasn't That's the least of it. It's one of the other. So, the Prabhupada has been down in the Vajrayantis. And the preaching is Madhimara, and many of these people are posing to the Uttamanika and they're actually Christians. It's still very much on the material platform, they're just covering it with some high philosophy and labels. They're very much on that 
that tries to, you know, the nature of our false ego is that if we're doing something that we're not supposed to, but we're going to try to present it that it's really okay because there's a reason. And that's how we weaken ourselves. Prabhupada always said it's like a flight. Until we get to the destination, there's no stop flying. It's not going to be very productive. And we're stuck up wherever we stop flying. But uh, might is such that will give us some reason. Maybe temporarily, if somebody slows down later on, they speed up again. And that we've seen many devotees have met. One uh, Prabhupada disciple, Gargara, had been out of it for a number of years, and then not suddenly back to 16 rounds, very active, preaching, doing pretty well. So I mean, sometimes people do go through a phase of uh, Maya, a phase of spiritual dormancy, and then it comes up again. Whatever it was. So, can't ever write off a devotee. You never know what to win. And it's not really going to argue with anybody, but it can always encourage people. We're looking up to you, you're always devotee, and you're a good example. So the auditors that are active that are making these kind of excuses, that are inactive, usually making these excuses, are trying to active devotees of good consciousness who are not practicing. Nonetheless, Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. And don't forget to like and share our channel.